Next up is uh, Ruben Brave. Uh, Ruben's going to speak to us about building an ecosystem to increase trust in the media and to prevent fake news. In this day and age, our biggest asset is information. But its increasing amount makes it hard to see through. News guides us through this daily disorder, which impacts us directly. Our society would benefit from better news, yet we don't have the tools to improve this ourselves. This has changed with our open source movement, MMGA. MMGA offers the most transparent tools for journalistic reporting, where everyone can contribute. Join our cause for a more clearer world. Uh, dear all, thank you all for having me at this um, very much uh, needed conference. Um, my name is uh, Ruben Brave and I'm co-founder of Make Media Great Again, shortened called MMGA, um, a Dutch non-profit initiative focused on providing a possible part of the solution concerning fake news. A Dutch project with a, according to some people, funny name, but with a serious mission. What do we do? Uh, we collaborate with publishers and community to fight misinformation. We improve the quality of media together with the pool of involved readers, viewers, and listeners, and have built a transparent system for actionable suggestions and specific remarks from this community pool. Nu.nl, um, translated as now.nl, uh, with seven to eight million visitors a month, and by far the most important news service in the Netherlands, is our first test partner. Uh, we test with a group of critical and knowledgeable uh, new.nl readers called annotators who offer suggestions to increase the journalistic quality through the balanced use of sources to end clearer transfer of information. And when I talk to my American friends about Make Media Great Again, they all agree what a great potential our endeavor has. But they all echo the same remark, change the name, change the name, change the name. And to be fully honest, to a large extent, I must agree with this, because for some reason, we keep getting enthusiastic emails with subjects such as, yeah, let's build that wall. But nonetheless, we are not changing the name, not yet. Because in this day and age, our biggest asset is information, but its increasing amount makes it hard to see through. News guides us through this daily disorder, which impacts us directly. My personal realization for the need for MMGA started when I was confronted with fake news on the publicly funded national NOS website, the Dutch Broadcasting um, Foundation. <clears throat> for, some uh, for some of us, it might not come as a surprise that a state-funded medium spreads wrong information, but in the Netherlands, people still have a, a lot of trust in them. The case was quite remarkable. During election time, the website reported that the frontman of the Labour Party was asking questions in Parliament about ethnic profiling by the police. After investigating the Parliament website and ultimately asking the registry what these questions actually were, I got an email that the Labour Party did not at all had asked questions about ethnic profiling. It seemed that a female member of Parliament of the Democratic Party with a migration background had asked the relevant question. This information could have impacted voting behavior, at least it influenced mine. When I confronted the Dutch Broadcasting Foundation and asked if they would at least consider editing the headline of the concerning article, the editor-in-chief responded agitated with the remark, I am not going to contribute to history falsification. How curious. 
And how can anyone tell these days what is factually accurate and what isn't? What is formulated to reveal and what is written to conceal or even to mislead? These are increasingly pressing questions, especially as, new historical, as a new historical round of disinformation is upon us and fake news is flourishing at its all its glory. Could critical readers help in improving the reliability of our information? Our society would benefit from better news, yet we don't have the tools to improve this ourselves. This has changed with our open source movement as we offer transparent tools for journalistic reporting where everybody can contribute and we invite everybody to join our cause for a clearer world. Up to 50,000 readers were involved in our first pilot with, with candidates individually selected from the news organization's readers' commentary panel. From these readers, more than 300 are now registered as annotator. And from this group, we selected, screened, and trained knowledgeable and or critically thinking readers to actually work on annotation assignments. So how do we do it, improving the quality of media to annotations? Well, we believe people have unique, diverse views and also relevant knowledge that helps the editorial process and quality. With our digital tools, people are able to detect misinformation, biased language, and false contextualization. MMGA annotations are practical suggestions, labeled notes, directed, directly attributed to words, sentences, or paragraphs. They are actionable for the editor, avoid debate on personal preference, and, if correct, directly trigger a correction within articles. Editors are free to implement or not. Because the annotations are immediately executable and based on the principle of journalistic objectivity, they overcome the known issue of lengthy debate due to subjectivity that arises with regular reader comments. And the system differs from the well-known response form where the reaction usually concerns disagreement with the online paper's opinion or the tenor of the whole article. So annotations focus on specific elements of an article and are, and are structured according to annotation labels. Our tests were not only to test the system itself from a technical point of view, but also to see how those are who are involved respond to and work with the system. Furthermore, provided these annotations are clear, factual accurate, and presented with proper transparency, they provide the necessary motivation for their immediate implementation, given that doing so will only improve the quality of the work in question. So why do we do it? To improve the credibility of media and strengthen the bond with their audience. The credibility of media is being questioned more and more, whereas the media are seen as the first party to protect us from wrong information. This fundamental role of media is essential to enable proper functioning of democracy and constructive social debate, thus fortify social cohesion. The potential of this idea goes beyond journalism. In fact, any organization or body that provides information as a public service could benefit from it, be they governmental institutions or museums, and it's arguably becoming increasingly important to use the openness of the internet to facilitate the representation and participation of diverse and hitherto underrepresented groups in media and society at large. Editorships, newsrooms, and the army of opinion leaders typically reveal a skewed distribution in the composition with respect to gender and place of origin and residence, among other things. Whereas MMGA, with its diversity panels, geared towards the nuanced use of language and journalism and its emphasis on multiple perspectives in reporting, and thus holds the possibility of genuine balance. 
True quality is arguably impossible without diversity. We find it important that our group of annotators is as diverse as possible. Men, women, people from various ethnic backgrounds and minorities of all sorts. This minimizes the chance of overlooking particular contexts. A more diverse group can, according to scientific research, improve the quality of news offerings and build trust in the sources of these offerings. Trust, in particular, is now one of the major issues in mainstream journalism. The study that yielded the findings involved globally recognized names such as the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the BBC, and last but not least, the Guardian. We therefore invite anyone who shares our concerns and want to help to contact us. MMGA sees diversity as a means of improving the quality of published content rather than an end in itself. The fact that media organizations themselves are beginning to admit the need to fight fake news, to maintain their readership trust, opens the door for collaborations, and this is how we hope to work too. After all, the idea isn't to destroy existing organizations, but to improve the quality of what they produce. So, there you have it. MMGA is cost-effective because we mainly work with volunteers and a value-added layer of contributors who create a safety net against misinformation, thus giving the hardcore fake news no chance. We collaborate with universities, well-known investigative journalists, and impactful media for a maximum reach. Solution found. It's even politically correct because it's all-inclusive. Yep, case closed. Couldn't anybody else come up with this? Oh well, no problem, we got it covered. At least, we thought. Before the post-truth reality punched me in the face. It happened to me when I was rigorously watching a new TV series, The Man in the High Castle, an American alternate history television series depicting a parallel universe where the Axis powers, uh, Rome, Berlin, Tokyo, Axis, win World War II, so the Nazis and their partners won instead of the Allies. It is produced by Amazon Studios and is based on Philip K. Dick's 1962 science fiction novel of the same name. Dick is popularly known as the writer of books behind movies as Blade Runner and Minority Report. Side note, as Tanahishi Coates, a national correspondent for the Atlantic states, that for a lot of African-Americans, -American, African the world Philip K. Dick states sketches has a lot of resemblance with their actual reality but also other general ethical questions we currently have in this real reality are addressed. So, back to me and the series. During the period I'm binge-watching the seri series, I'm using Facebook, and there, for some reason, I'm directed to a journalistic-looking Facebook post with the purpose that Bill and Melinda Gates are not trying to save the world from malaria or polio, but instead actually are testing experimental medicines on behalf of large pharmaceutical companies on poor Indian kids, just like these Nazis would do. And I must be honest, for a second I felt the rage and indignation coming up inside of me. This was big news. The world needed to know about this. And I was ready as ever to share this post with my friends and relatives, to shine the light on the wrongdoing, on all these wrongdoings, and work to a clearer world. But then I remembered MMGA's code of conduct inspired by journalistic ethical code, the Bordeaux Declaration, multiple Dutch guidelines concerning journalism and prevention of improper influencing by conflicts of interest, and last but not least, the five pillars of Wikipedia. Our first directive states, your annotations are based on facts for which you can indicate a reliable source 
thus is verifiable and can be held accountable as completely as possible and regardless of the opinions expressed about this source. I couldn't even find one reliable source backing up the claims in the Facebook post. So even though how much I felt I was obliged to spread this news, I also did not want to have the responsibility for an unverifiable article. And this again reminded me of the results of one of the first MMJ tests we conducted concerning our trust mark on 500 random internet users. The trust mark signifies and guarantees that all articles are under audit of an independent community, sources are easily viewable to the public, and any alterations to the publics are also tracked and viewable by the public to create more transparency and trust. From our survey, from our survey with these 500 readers, nine out of 10 stated that they experience an article with a trust mark as more trustworthy. Also, more than six out of 10 were likely to share an article with a trust mark. So what will happen when people become more aware when such trust marks are missing in the article they are reading? Would they be become more conscious when they are sharing these articles? Without the network's effects of the internet, wrong information would probably have the same damaging effects as simple false gossip in the contained context of, let's say, a school class. We are keen to look at platforms such as Facebook and news media, like the Dutch Broadcasting Foundation, as guilty parties for the fake news problem, and reach for all kinds of tech-related solutions to save us. But based on my own Man in the High Castle experience, I suspect we still need to make a leap in our social consciousness if we're going to survive this post-truth era. We're not merely using the technical infrastructure of the internet, as it is something outside of us, beyond our power and responsibility. We are an integral part and decisive part living nodes of this global information network. And therefore, the name of our organization stays as it is, to remind us of the easy overlooked fact, another inconvenient truth, that we all individually have to play our part as reflective and responsible citizens to make media great again. Thank you. Thank you for your Thank you, Ruben.